Good morning, good morning. It is time to rise and shine. I'm Haley Jacob, and I'm your host for the Rise and Shine podcast. Welcome, welcome back to the Rise and Shine podcast. Thank you for joining me today for the second part of the Gyra series. If you missed last week's episode, I encourage you to go give it a listen because we are talking about how God is our provider and it is so, so encouraging. Just a little heads up, this may end up being a shorter episode today because I'm just feeling a little bit under the weather, not feeling the greatest. I don't think I'm sick. I think it's one of those like... When you feel when you feel kind of icky or feel kind of under the weather because you've been super busy, haven't had time to rest, so your body starts to like make you rest. I'm that kind of person that like when I'm fatigued, my face gets like really warm, like not feverish, but like I like I get warm because I'm exhausted. It's kind of one of those things, I think. So if I sound a little off, that's why. But God is my provider, so he can provide the strength for me to do this episode. Okay, the word gyra is one of the descriptive names that we have for God, and it means provider. So Jehovah Jireh means God the provider. And I keep thinking about the song Gyra by Maverick City, And just how good that song is at reminding us that God is all we need. I I kind of broke down a few of the scriptures that they use just just two out of like the many, many, many like rich scriptures that are in that song. I just keep thinking of all the different parts. It's one of those songs that has like verse, chorus, and then several different bridges. And it's just like... It takes from so many parts of the Bible that are so, so good about God being all we need and Him that being enough. Um, so again, if you haven't listened to it, go listen. It's super good. It's super encouraging. It's also just like really pretty, like the, the Bible has such really pretty like poetry in it too. So I just think that the the imagery in that song is so pretty. Um, but that's kind of what I've been thinking about this whole time, almost like all month. Um, I was about to say all week, but really it's been, this has been on my mind for all month that he provides everything we need and he cares for us. So this week we're still talking about God being our provider and being enough, but we're talking about our part in that, what, what we do in, in that Um, relationship. Meaning we're going to talk about how we're told to ask God for what we need and what we want. Uh, Like I said, I feel like this topic has been surrounding me all month long. Three different ministers at my church have spoken about it recently at sermons or studies. Um, It's something that I've been hearing on YouTube sermons that are popping up on YouTube and podcasts. And um, in my own reading, it's just a theme that keeps like shining, blaring, like yelling at me, like, pay attention to this. Um, Anybody else ever have those experiences that like, There's something that like the Holy Spirit is wanting to tell you and wants you to focus on. And so when that happens, pay attention. So this has been surrounding me like 
everything I everything I listen to, every sermon, it's it's been about this. So I really, really am excited to talk about it. So grab your coffee, find your comfiest chair, and let's rise and shine. Okay, so I've been reading a lot in the New Testament lately, specifically the Gospels, um, and I'm reading and I'm realizing just how many times Jesus tells us to ask for things. Like, he tells us, ask for the things that we want. Even in the epistles or the um, the letter forms, the letter books, um, those authors, there are several of those biblical authors, encourage us to ask God for what we need, to approach him, to come before him in the throne room and ask him, oh, I just got the the image of the of Esther. I've talked about Esther before, to she how she boldly approached the king to ask, to ask for his attention, to ask for what he what she wanted. And he said, whatever you want, up to half the kingdom. And oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. But he said, Whatever you want, up to half the kingdom, I will give it to you. And if that king who wasn't serving God at the time was wanting to bless his wife so much. How much more does our heavenly father, and we'll talk about this more, want to bless us with the things that we need and we desire. Okay. Sorry. Jumped ahead. I just had that image that just popped in my head. I didn't plan for that. So I wanted to share that, but that's so good. Um, but Jesus and the authors of the letters are super clear that it is more than just asking for whatever you want. We have to do our part as well. There's some actions that we do when we are approaching God. Esther, going back to that that imagery, Esther had to prepare herself. She um, she fasted. She approached. She had to <laughs> she had to boldly approach, physically approach the king when legally she wasn't supposed to without being called. She took that step first because back in that time you didn't approach the king unless he summoned you. And if you approached him without being summoned and he um, held out his scepter to you, then you were okay. If he didn't, you weren't, you weren't okay. Um, so we have to take that bold step to ask God for the things that we need and we want. And so there's some scriptures I want to take a look at today um, and talk about what happens when we ask things of God, when we ask God for the things we need. In Matthew 7, chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, there is a clear illustration. The scripture says, if you who are evil, meaning like humans, give good gifts to your children, how much more who uh, will your father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? He wants us to bl- he wants to bless us with good things, but he also wants us to approach him as his children and ask for those things. I think about my parents, just my my earthly parents. They they know what I needed growing up. They knew that I needed you just food. They knew that I needed things and they knew, they knew that I needed, I was in band. They knew I needed like band equipment. I needed 
color guard equipment. I needed choir stuff. They knew I needed that. But, you know, I'm thinking back to my high school days and a lot of conversations and a lot of good conversations kind of happened when I come and ask for things. And a lot of good lessons came from when I came and asked for things because sometimes the answer is yes and here's why and da 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 da. But sometimes the answer was no and here's why and da 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 da. And it's that that relationship that you build in that approach um, to ask. If they just, you know, handed me everything I needed, if I, you know, I think about families and this is no dig at anything. I think about, you know, some kids today are just handed everything that they want, that they ask for, or maybe not even ask for. They're just handed all these things. All I'm just thinking kind of technology wise. And I see so many kids just wrapped up and so many families, like when I go out to eat, just wrapped up in their phones or wrapped up in their technology and there's no conversation happening. And I wonder, you know, maybe what the relationship is like between the parents and kids. I hear a lot of things about like iPad kids and whatever. And I'm not saying that if your kid has an iPad, that's bad. But you also don't want to anticipate their needs so much or give them so many material things that they forget about you, that they don't see you, their parents, as the provider of those things. Does that make sense? I'm kind of like veering off topic a little bit, but I mean, it fits in. I'm just veering off like what I had planned to say, but God wants that relationship with us because if he just gave us everything we needed before we asked, then why would we in our human brains, why would we talk to God if he's just giving us everything we ask before we, or everything we need before we ask, we would have no reason we would feel we we would have a reason. We in our human brains would feel like, oh, I have everything I need. I don't need to talk to God. I don't need to approach God because we're human and our brains aren't do that sometimes. Our brains sometimes uh, we're just not on the same level as God, you know, thinking wise. He knows much more than we will ever know. And so it's it's like it's kind of like the idea of if only good things ever happen to us, we don't see how lost we are. Not saying that God makes bad things happen to us, but he uses those things to show us our need for him and his love for us. And it's kind of the same idea. So he wants us to take that first step and approach him for the things that we need. And verse seven kind of gives us three Three visuals or three different actions that uh, we can we can do. Um, the first one is ask. Ask of something, and it will be given. If you don't ask, it won't be given. Take the step to ask. Seek, and you will find. If you are seeking God, if you, you know, I have. There's a lady in my church that always talks about how. She had to pray for the desire to get closer to God. She had to pray for that 
that hunger. It wasn't always there. That desire wasn't always there. So she had to pray for it. She sought God. She asked him to give her that desire. And now she, I, I love to watch her at church and I love to watch her during uh, praise and worship because she is so on fire. She has, she found, she sought and she found God. And she is just, I just, I just, she's a precious, precious lady. So seek and you will find. Knock and that door will be opened for you. If there's an opportunity that you've been wanting, if there is um, something that you've been wanting God to open the door to, knock and that will be opened. We also have to come before him with faith. So that's kind of faith can be an action word. Um, faith is something that has also been a topic in sermons and studies this month. And I, I kind of want to talk about it next week too. But we have to come b- before him with faith and believe that he will do what we ask. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Um we have to, we have to act, we have to believe for the things that we want. If you ask for something of God and kind of have, you're you're kind of half-heartedly asking, we're not sowing that seed of faith. So we want to come with faith. We want to come believing that God is a God who says that he will do what, (laughs) he will do what we ask in prayer. James 1, 6 says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Um, that I think that verse was brought up in a study recently too, because we talked about, it kind of gives the imagery of Peter um, walking on the water and he believed at first because his eyes were on Jesus and then he looked away and he doubted. And that's when he sank. That's when he went into the water. Um, so when we ask and we're doubting, it's like, what's the point of asking? There's, you know, there's things in my life that I've been asking God of for a while. And I pray that, you know, I'm asking within his will and asking with, with a, a, a faithful heart because yeah, sometimes it's not an immediate response. Sometimes it's not an immediate yes or an immediate like, here's that thing that you want. Um, But I have faith that he will do it because the scriptures say that he will do it. There's so, so, so many scriptures that say God will do what he says. God keeps his promises. So we have to have faith. If you approach without faith, if Esther approached the king, she approached boldly. She was scared, but she had faith that God was one going to protect her. And she had faith in her relationship with the king as well, which was super, super important. If she doubted his love for her, if she doubted that he would hold out his scepter, which again, she probably was scared that that might happen, but she had enough faith to do it, knowing that if she was wrong, she, she would die. 
But she had to have faith in his love for her and faith that God was protecting her. And he was. And what she asked was given to her. So we have to approach God with faith. But the most important thing we have to do when approaching God with needs or wants, the most important thing is that we have to be following Jesus. We can't just come to God whenever we want and demand things of him when we don't serve him in our daily lives. If we're just like doing whatever we want on a daily basis and just living our lives however we want, but then when a need pops up, that's when we turn to God and be like, okay, hey God, I need this. Like, but we're not serving Jesus and we're not following his commands. That's not how that works. Like, we can't be doing that. It's written over and over and over again in the Bible that everything we ask of God must be asked in Jesus's name, and it needs to be following the will of God. Sometimes it feels like we ask and we ask and we ask, but are you listening to those last two requirements? Are you following those last two requirements? Are you serving Jesus outside of these wants and desires? Are you serving Jesus in your everyday life? Is he your Lord and Savior? And is what you're asking in God's will? Or does it go against scripture? When we're asking these things, we can't like, I think I said this last week, where it's not like we can just walk up to God and be like, hey, God, you know, I want a Lamborghini. And you said that whatever I ask, it can be given to me. Or, hey, God, I want a million dollars. Like, that's not what that means. Because when we're asking God to do something in our lives, ultimately, whatever we ask and whatever he does, ultimately, even though it blesses us, it's glorifying God. It should be pointing back to God. John 14, 13 says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, this is Jesus speaking, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Because Jesus is the only way to the Father. He's our Savior. He is the only path to God. We ask in Jesus' name. And God will do whatever we ask in Jesus' name so that Jesus as our Savior glorifies God. So that everything comes back to Jesus dying on the cross to save our sins or to save us from our sins. So John 15, these are all in John. Like I said, I just read John and it that's kind of when I read Luke and then I read John and both of them have like similar scriptures. They tell um, the same stories a lot and it just kept coming up over and over. It seemed like every chapter had something about this. But John 15, 7 says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Now, please don't take this as like genie in a bottle, three wishes. No, we have to remain in God. We have to hide his words in our hearts because it says, and my words remain in you. We have to keep that word in our hearts. We have to live our lives for God. 
and then whatever we ask, it shall be done for us. John 16, 24 says, until you, until now, you have not asked anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. So like I said, sometimes it feels like you're just asking and asking and asking and nothing seems to be happening. Or sometimes we forget to ask. Sometimes we try to do it on our own. And that's when we make it really difficult on ourselves. We forget to uh, like ask God. And maybe we think like, maybe we are serving Jesus and we're like, we're serving God. And we think like, you know, we think, oh, God knows I want this. So I'm just going to try to do it. But we don't approach him in that relationship that we talked about earlier. We don't ask it of him. We just kind of assume like, and yes, our assumption would be right that he knows what we want, but we kind of skip that step and then we try to make it happen on our own. And then you're just making it more difficult. You're, it's almost like you're pushing that further and further away. Like the more you reach for it, the further it gets because you're trying on your own. We have to ask. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Maybe you're just working and working and working and you haven't sat down to talk to Jesus. You haven't sat down to tell him your, um, just your, your thoughts, your wants, your desires. Have that conversation with him. Have that relationship with him. I might have told this story. I can't remember if I told this story a couple months ago, but a couple months ago, my washing machine, the hose, the water hose that leads up to the washing machine was loose and I was running a load and all of a sudden I'm in the kitchen and all of a sudden I hear this like water sound. And I was like, what is that? And I'm like looking at the sink to see if like maybe I bumped the sink or whatever. And I realized like, no, it's too much water to be the sink. Like what is going on? And it, I go into the laundry room and it is flooding. It is, that water is coming out fast and it's a lot of water. And I'm trying to pull up the, the lid to the washing machine to stop the water, but it was locked. And I was trying to pause, hit the cancel button and it just was not wanting to cancel. So finally, after a long time of kind of freaking out, I call my husband and my husband tells me how to turn the water off manually with the, with the knobs. And my, I was talking to my mom and how a lot of my floor got wet. Like it was a lot of water guys. And later that day, my dad calls me because guys, my dad's a plumber. <laughs> like, yes, he's a, he's a pastor, but he's a plumber by day. And that's what he's been doing since he was very young. He knows what he's doing. So my dad calls me and he's like, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you call me immediately when you realized that it was the washing machine, the hose? I'm a plumber. I could have told you so quickly how to fix that before you freaked out. And, you know, he's not saying all these things, but like, basically, like, but he said, why didn't you call me? And my response was, well, I didn't, I knew you were at work and I didn't, I didn't want to bother you because he, he works 
really hard, guys. He is a hard worker and he works uh, long hours most days. And when he's at work, the work he's doing is hard labor. So yeah, I've called him at work before, but I try not to call him at work too much and like often because he's working. He's he's hard at work. And I so that was my response was, was I, well, I knew you were at work and I didn't want to bother you. And he said, no, you will never bother me with these things. You will never bother me with these things. I could have helped you. And I just like, it didn't hit me at the time, but I'm kind of realizing now that that's how God sees us. Like sometimes we have this mindset and I'm tearing up a little bit, guys. Sometimes we have this mindset of, oh, this is such a little thing. I don't want to ask God for this because he's he's got other stuff to do. I don't I can do this part on my own. I don't want to bother God with this. This is a small thing. I can do this on my own. He's he's got bigger things to worry about. But no. God is never too busy for us, for his children. My dad was not too busy to help me in my time of crisis where my house was like kind of flooding. And if my dad who is an imperfect human, if my dad cares that much about me and my needs, then how much more, there's that phrase, how much more will our heavenly father care about us and just want to stop everything so that he can help us because he loves us? So that's kind of what I want to leave you with today, guys, is approach God as as his children. Ask whatever you need. Ask in the name of Jesus and it will be given to you according to God's will. Live your life for God. Serve God. And ask him for whatever you need. Yes, he knows what you need. But he wants that relationship with you. He's our heavenly father. He wants to bless you. And he is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. And he is enough. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You can also subscribe for new episodes every Monday. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to discuss, you can send me an email at haley.riseandshine at gmail.com. That's H-A-Y-L-E-E and the word and is spelled out. Or you can send me a voice message on your podcast app. Simply go to the show or episode page and click on the link that says send in a voice message. Now, go out there and shine your light. Thank you.